What's up, Hogland Nation? You know we gotta tell you about Mr. T's Tuxedos. Do you or someone you know have a wedding, formal, prom, or big event coming up soon? Well, lucky for you, we have you covered. Mr. T's Tuxedos has the best suits and tuxedos in the area, and will have you looking your best for your big day. With their main store located in Minersville, PA, they also offer fitting services located in Center City, Philly, as well as on-site fittings at your preferred location. Make sure to mention that Hogline sent you when you visit in-store or reach out with an inquiry. To take a look at their catalog and for more information on all that Mr. T's Tuxedos has to offer, visit MrT'sTux.com. That's M-R-T-S-T-U-X.com. And remember, you only have one shot at looking your best. Be sure to take it with Mr. T's Tuxedos. What's going on, Hogline Nation? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. I am your host, Mitchell Manis, alongside co-hosts Jack Manis and Andrew Schreffler. Welcome back to the podcast. You're listening to, is this episode 160 or 161? I can't believe I'm unprepared. I thought it was 60, but Uh, then I had a brief moment of uncertainty. Does anyone know? Nope. Someone check that. I'll check (laughs) it. Anyway, welcome back, folks. Thank you for uh, tuning in today. Today we have a, a nice show for you. We have three segments, Eagles rant of the week. And this week it will most certainly be a rant, not a, um, I don't know what you would call last week, I guess more of an optimistic it was just dialogue. A talk. It was just a talk. It was the Eagles talk last week. The Eagles it was, talk. But now we're back to ranting. Well, stress back to ranting. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he'll have a lot to say. It was a Ugly, ugly game, especially for Philadelphia's, you know, young quarterback that has the hopes of being the franchise guy. But, you know, you might say last week was a little bit of a setback, but we'll hear from Shreff about that in a minute. From there, we'll be talking about some other teams, including mine and Jack's Steelers, that might be in a little bit of trouble, similar to the Eagles. So we'll kind of discuss if, if, if we feel concerned uh, for that franchise, if we were, I guess, the fan base going forward with um, what is it, five game, five or six games remaining for these teams, um, and then from there we'll be giving our locks of the week. And last week we were just discussing about it a couple of minutes ago. We did really bad, so if anyone took our advice, we sincerely Sorry. apologize, and we will not be giving reimbursements for any lost wagers. But hopefully you will find it somewhere in your heart to trust us again so we can uh, hopefully make it up to you this weekend going forward. All right. I did not check yet if it was episode 160 or 161. It doesn't really matter that much. We're rolling. Um, it's 161. There we go. Last we week go. was 160. I wrote 160 in my notes, but it is 161. Shref, are you ready? Let's start off today with your adjective adjective of the week for how the Eagles performed. What is it? Let's hear it. Um, this week's going to be a little different. I, I, I don't have a word. Instead, I have a sound. Um, so I, I, I will make the sound now. Um, all right, three, two, one. Um, so we're going so to kick it off with that. Um, th- this team is, is just so frustrating. It's just so frustrating. Um, I'll start off with, I mean, the defense was, was fine, whatever. I, I think the, the performance of the defense, obviously no one really cares about at the end of the day, considering how bad the offense was. And they were bad in just about every aspect of the game. We'll start with the quarterback, as you mentioned previously, Jalen Hurts. Um, we talked a little bit last week about how Eagles fans te- tend to kind of get caught up in the moment. And I was saying how Hertz went from, you know, beginning of the year, struggled in a couple of games. All the fans were like, get him out of here. We, we got to find something else. Then he goes through this last stretch of whatever, three or so games where everyone was like, oh, he, he's our guy now. We're rolling with him. And those same people are now off of that wagon again after this past week. Um, just did not look good at all. Um, specifically, uh, interceptions, turnovers were not good. And even more specifically, the turnover before the end of the first half. That is a ball, especially in that close of a game, that is a ball that that needs to be thrown out of bounds if you don't have anyone there. You simply cannot throw that up to where someone can can pick that off. 
um, wasted three points that ended up being a big difference down the stretch, considering it was close the whole game. Um, Sirianni, once again, it, it's tough. They did. Uh, people were trying to say on Twitter that they weren't running the ball as much. They, they were running the ball still, a, I mean, a, a pretty fair amount. It was more just the fact that they were playing from behind most of the game where they were kind of forced to throw. Um, but I think as you guys would expect, the main portion of my rant is going to be targeted at a, at a certain individual who plays the wide receiver position for them. Um, it's a guy that uh, Howie Roseman, you know how good he is at drafting. Uh, he, it seems like he made another home run pick drafting Jalen Rieger uh, over Justin Jefferson. And I remember tweeting about this, uh, Howie Roseman's reasoning for drafting Jalen Rieger. He said one of it, one of the reasons was how young he was. He was only 21 when he was drafted. Howie Roseman, uh, I don't know if he realized this, Justin Jefferson's younger than, than Jalen Rager is. So that kind of throws that argument out the window. But either way, um, like I, I kept seeing people like, oh, he's the next Aguilar. That's disrespectful to Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar had had his struggles in Philadelphia, but that's still a hey, guy. He's kind of gotten it together a little bit. A little that's bit. That's still a guy who was on a Super Bowl winning team, caught, I forget if it was like nine balls in the Super Bowl and has made a made a nice little career for himself like that it is disrespectful to nelson aguilar to compare jalen rager to him that i mean he, he can't catch i don't <laughs> i don't i don't really have much else to say about it besides the fact that he can't catch and i'm really looking forward to his next instagram picture when he like he, he had one he had one before the giants game that was like uh uh it was like do not disturb or something like that and then he went out and did that um it it seems like it's already a failed, a bust of a first round pick. And it's at the point now where he's gotten so much criticism from Philly fans that I don't know if it's worth like trying to rehabilitate him. Like, I don't, I, I think that ship has sailed at this point, but yeah, I'm not going to get too angry about this because it was really, it was more disappointing than anything. I mean, this is a team that came in this week with everyone, including like national media members saying that they could sneak their way into the playoffs you you simply can't play a game like that when you have when you're at when you're at this record and it's at the point where you need to start like you need to win these games you cannot put out that type of performance the offense was absolutely atrocious and I'm hoping they bounce back next week but it was it was not a good sight to see Jalen Hurts completed 45 percent of his passes for 129 yards no touchdowns, three interceptions, a passer rating of 17. Jalen Rager, two catches on seven targets, obviously two major drops. That's obviously not going to get it done in any capacity, no matter how well the defense plays. Um, the Eagles still rush for 208 yards, as you mentioned, Shref, but it's just um, when you're that ineffective through the air, it's going to really, really hinder your chances of winning any football game against any team. And I said this last week, it just, I, I just was not happy or it was frustrating to see the Eagles fans just assume they were going to beat New York and Washington twice. You cannot do that. And this is a prime example of that. Uh, No win on the rest of their schedule should be an automatic victory. Not even the jets this week coming up. So it's just, uh, it's just bad. And I mean, I, I'm sure everyone saw with the clip of Devontae Smith being op- uh, relatively open on the final play of the game. That's uh, That's got to hurt to see as well. So, yeah. And Boston Scott, if he fumbled as well, I know you can't, you know, blame it all on him, but then those things happen from time to time. That's another thing you can look at. Um, just a, a bad game for Philadelphia when the, when they, you guys were really building your momentum up. Um, yeah, it's just it's unfortunate like it's so from from an outsider's perspective it's so obvious as to what their offense should look like like it like you're obviously you're, you're going to be a run first team with a quarterback like Hertz that's completely okay and when you're up in a game it works great as we've seen the last couple weeks but Devontae Smith should be should be especially with the lack of talent that they have elsewhere on the receiving core Devontae Smith should be one of those guys where you're you're force feeding him the ball like he, he is at his best when he has the ball in his hands and he can get yards after the catch, make plays happen. He's open almost every play. So it, it, it makes me upset that like there's, you see those plays like that where Hertz is choosing to throw to Rager. I, I don't care if Smith wasn't your first option on, on the play design or whatever. Like Smith is a guy that should be getting at least a look on every, on every passing play. And like, and like I said, that's especially considering who he has under him on the death chart. Like it, 
it, it boggles my mind that down the stretch there, you're, that he's not like the main guy you're looking for, especially when he's open like that. Very well said. It does seem like Hertz definitely has some trouble going through his progressions on the, uh, on the routes. Um, and Devontae Smith, someone who creates a lot of separation. So definitely tough to see anything to add Jack on the Eagles performance on Sunday. I don't, but I've been pretty vocal about uh, if I, if Jalen Hurts threw me the ball, Eagles would have won the game. Just put me in, in, in Rager's shoes. Like yeah. I, I was just right in his hands. Like, it's just such an easy catch. I don't like, I guess, you know, it's the moment, like it's a high leverage moment, but you don't need to be a professional wide receiver to make that catch. <laughs> it's just not good at all. Dallas Goddard too, one reception for zero yards on three targets. You just got to be more involved. True. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's forward. him. It, it's him. I, I forgot to, it, it's him and Smith. I mean, those should be, those should be your two guys on offense that are getting like, that are getting looks like it almost remind like obviously they're, they're not going to throw it as as high of a volume but like it reminds me of the chiefs offense like you know when you play the chiefs you got to watch out for tyreek and you got to watch out for kelsey it should be a similar thing with the eagles like they don't really have any like i'm actually i'm, I'm not going to slander quest Watkins, but i mean you have you have Devonte smith and you have dallas goddard those are your two guys and they dallas goddard should be getting more than three targets it's as simple as that you're right all right I guess we can move on from the putrid Eagles. Thank you for Please. your sound of the week. Yeah, yeah. Good, good switch up there. Hopefully that's a one-time thing. I mean, hopefully for your sake. Yeah, correct. Um, well, we're going to be moving on to some teams that we are, or we're going to be questioning whether we should be concerned about them. Uh, we have five teams to talk about. And if I can pull them up here somewhere. Okay, there they are. So we're going to be discussing the Cowboys, Rams, Chargers, Titans, and Steelers, some teams that kind of been trending in the wrong direction over the past couple of weeks. Let's start with Dallas. Uh, they have dropped, I believe, two in a row. It was the Kansas City and Las Vegas on Thursday. Let's have the resident Cowboys expert, Jack, go first. <laughs> Should Dallas be concerned about, I guess, winning the division, I guess, their long-term playoff aspirations? Uh. I'm going to say definitely not like the, the NFC East. I mean, I guess you can make a case that Washington's making a little bit of a resurgence Washington's in the playoff picture as we speak, I believe um, that that seven seed, but I mean, this Cowboys team is really good still uh, offensively. I think that I don't know what the deal is with Zeke. I keep getting a bunch of alerts, how like they're want to, uh, like taper back his uh, workload. Yeah. But, but then, of course, I got an alert yesterday from good old Jerry Jones saying he's <laughs> he's expecting a lot out of Zeke. <laughs> like he's, he's expecting a big workload out of Zeke. So, I mean, <laughs> that's Jerry Jones loving his stars. And another thing, related thing, I thought Amari Cooper was already listed as out this week, out or at least doubtful. That was but a then, whole thing. But he, then I get, like, an alert, I get an alert today saying he's activated, like he's available for Thursday yeah. night. I was I, I was I following like, that too. It was weird. <laughs> I feel like it's he should be out, but I think Jerry Jones pulled a few strings because Jerry Jones ain't gonna let his stars not play in prime time. That's correct. Uh, <laughs> that is correct. But the Cowboys been hurt at the offensively, the receiving core. I mean, they're they're missing two of their three main offensive weapons in CD and Amari last week, um, which I think that affected Dak a little bit. I think in the beginning of the game, Dak was a little slow, but picked it up, uh, I guess, as the game progressed, hitting guys that I honestly haven't even heard of. Um, but no, I think they're going to be fine. I think they're going to take care of business tomorrow uh, against the Saints, who are we talking? We're not talking about the Saints. That's a team that's got to figure it out, which I don't have faith in. But um, yeah, what do you guys think? Also, Cowboys related, I love Aiden Diggs. You mean uh, you mean uh, Trayvon's son? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Jeff, go ahead. What are, what are your? Thoughts? I'll take I, it. I, 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 yeah, I assume it's probably similar sentiment, but go it's ahead. It's yeah. I'm gonna reiterate with Jackson. I, I there's no concern with them uh, based on like winning the division because I don't like. I mean, Eagles proved this past weekend that I don't I don't think they have the ability to rip off that many wins in a row to where they would have a chance. 
Um, Washington's starting to pick it up a little bit, but also doesn't compare to Dallas roster wise, in my opinion. But I, if I'm Dallas, I'm not, like I said, I'm not worried about the division. I think their, their issues are going to come in the playoffs where, I mean, we're, we're starting to, as the season's winding down, I'm starting to wind down a little bit. You're starting to see these teams that are coming up as like these, like teams that are going to be tough to play against. Like you got, obviously Tampa Bay is going to be there. Green Bay is getting, they seem to be getting better and better every week. Um, there's a couple teams like that. And if anything, these injuries, obviously the, these injuries have hurt them a lot. Like not, not having Amari, not having CD is always going to hurt, always going to hurt Dallas in that situation. But coming playoff time, it would like, you want, you want these guys to have a couple games under their belt before you get the playoffs. Like you, uh, I'm hoping this doesn't become like a thing where they, where they come into their first week of the playoffs and like one of these receivers is just returning from injury or something along those lines. So in, from a roster standpoint, they have no issues, obviously. Um, it's just a matter of staying healthy and getting everyone back on the same page. And on the Zeke topic as well, I, Jerry Jones obviously wants Zeke to get like, if it was if it was up to Jerry Jones, Zeke would probably get like 80 carries a game, if anything. But just get Pollard more involved. Like he, he does, as, right. as long as he as long as he gets time. Like we obviously it wasn't an offensive play, but you saw him return that kick. Like he has he has that big play potential that and it helps to cut out. Like I understand Zeke's your guy, but like there isn't many backfields in the NFL that there's one guy dominating it. We saw it with Tennessee, but like besides them, it's hard to come up with a team that like only uses one running back. So get Pollard in there. Like you, if you have these injuries, like let, let your backups come in and, and take, like take some of the slack off a little bit. That's really all it is, but overall not worried. It's been well documented that Pollard uh, greater sign Zeke on this podcast. We've said yes. that before. Not for me. Yeah. Not for you, but it's close, but yeah, I mean, just utilize all the talent that you have. I'm going to go three for three here. I'm not worried about Dallas at all. I guess you can just chalk it all, chalk up this two game losing streak just to you play the Chiefs. They're a good team. They're fine. They're finding their stride right now. And then you had a short week against uh, against a team that the Raiders who are capable of playing pretty well when they when they're playing their best football. Um, so just just a midseason slump, I guess you could say, just getting healthy. And I have no worries about them, um, you know, because of these two games. So. We're going to move on to the Los Angeles, Los Angeles. I almost said Las Vegas Rams, Los Angeles Rams. Excuse me. They lost to the Packers this week. And when they lose the 49ers, that was three Niners. Then they also, they also lost to um, Tennessee. I'm forgetting. They lost Tennessee. Titans, then Niners, then. Yep. Yeah. So a bit of a slide here for Los Angeles. Uh, What do you guys think is uh losing Robert Woods a bigger impact than uh than people might have realized. Did they lose Robert Woods at the start of this three game losing streak? It was it was it was literally I think the same day that they signed Von Miller. That doesn't help me. <laughs> so yeah, it was the yeah, it was it, it was it was Did Von Miller make it, it was it was the week before that Titans game. Okay. I think Von Miller was signed when they played the Titans but he didn't play. Correct. Okay. He didn't play in the Titans game but he was signed. So what do you guys oh. think? Oh, oh, I guess Odell just can't True. come in there and give you the same production that Robert Woods did, obviously. So what are we thinking here? I mean, what are, what are they? Are they seven and five now? Or are they seven and four? Seven and ooh, they might be seven. Four, and, seven and four. Or seven and four. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm not overall not worried. There, there's too much talent on that team to where I think that they could continue this losing mm-hmm. streak, but the main thing, and I think you guys will – Matt Stafford needs to play better. Um, I mean, after, after the first couple of weeks, people were saying, like, MVP candidate and things like that. And, like, these last three weeks, he just hasn't looked good. He's not taking care of the ball like he normally does, making just a lot of dumb mistakes. Um, luckily, like, he he has the the tools. I mean, Darrell Henderson has still been good. You have uh, Cooper Cup, who's been arguably the best – actually, not even arguably. He's been the best receiver in the league this year. And then Odell is obviously in terms of what Robert Woods provided, maybe doesn't give you the same skill set, but it's still Odell. Like we saw it against the Packers. He has, he still has that big play potential when you're using him. Right. But Matt Stafford just needs to figure it out. I don't really know what else to say about it. That's really, and that's really about it. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you guys agree or not, but that's what it comes down to. It, It starts with the quarterback and he just hasn't been what he was at the beginning of the year. 
I think in terms of losing Robert Woods, uh, adding Odell and also giving Van Jefferson, I think is a very solid receiver and an expanded role. I think that um, is enough to compensate for that loss. And yeah, I agree with Shref. Um, Rams will be just fine. And this has get right, get right game all written all over it. If they lose, if they lose to the Jags at home, I'll, <laughs> then they are, are done. Do? Like, what, what are you going to do? They're you done. You're going to do, you're about to say you're going to do something. What are you going to do? Um, I was, I was going to say like, I'll write them off for good, but uh. <laughs> I can do something if you want. I believe they're 12 and a half point favorites. If they lose the game outright, uh, I was going to say I, I'll eat like five spoonfuls of mayo. No, you want to do that. <laughs> well, no, I do want to do that typically. But as I told Shref, re, like before this, I had a lot of mayo tonight. I love mayo. <laughs> I <laughs> and I have just like eat straight mayo before. Like I, I just love it. But I ate so much mayo tonight that I just feel you're mayo disgusting. Yeah, you're I'm, mayo. Infa- I'm infatuated with mayo. <laughs> I think Jack's got to end up on an FBI watch list after this episode. <laughs> it's Jesus possible. Christ, what the heck? <laughs> Straight. I mean, full disclosure, I did eat a spoonful of mayo this past weekend. However, it was on a oh. dare. It's not something I did oh. uh, voluntarily. <laughs> Jack was like, "Oh, you lucky." Chef <laughs> has seen me eat mayo. I yeah. Without I've anything. seen Jack eat mayo without anything else on multiple occasions, actually. Oh, okay. Back to the Rams. What are you actually going to do if they lose to the Jaguars this week? I don't know. I I have not. I had nothing nothing to say there. No, it's okay. When we'll you think about we'll, it, we'll, we'll, give me maybe something, something. Maybe something will come to us throughout the rest of the episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, keep we'll it moving. See. We'll here. brainstorm it. We'll put our heads together. Okay. Uh, last thing on the Rams. Uh, I'm not worried at all. I have full confidence they're going to recover, and uh, I'm not wavering off of my Super Bowl expectations for the Rams. So I'm 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 right there with them, even through this little skid they have. Matthew Stafford has thrown a pick six and I think three straight games, if I'm not mistaken, though. So that not is great. that is not not, not a good look. No. All right. So we're going to go with the team next here that shares the stadium with the Rams, the L.A. Chargers. They had a big letdown game after an emotional win against the Steelers the previous Sunday night. They go and they play the Broncos this past week and they lose um, by, I think, 15, I think. I think it was, it was 28, it was 28 to 13, if I'm not mistaken. Justin Herbert uh, had a couple bad picks, I think. I know he had that one in the end zone. I was really hoping for an Austin Eckler or Keenan Allen touchdown as I have them on my dynasty team, but he threw a pick in the end zone. I think he threw multiple. Yes, two interceptions. So, you know, not a good look for the Chargers. They sit at six and five. I think they're still in a playoff spot if it ended today. Let me just verify that. They are the seven seed, so just on the fringe here with um, Las Vegas and Denver, who is also in their division, AFC West. I know we were kind of calling it a two-team race last week, but if you look at it now, Kansas City seven and four, and every other team six and five. So yep. separated yep. by one game through week twelve. What do you guys think? Are the Chargers in trouble here if they can't beat the what we call the bottom feeders of the AFC West? I'm going to, I'll lead it off. And I think they are um, <laughs> looking ahead at the remaining schedule. They have two definite wins. Uh, they got the giants at home and then they play the Texans. So that's two wins I see. So I think they'll get to at least eight, but then there are other four games they got this week. They got the Bengals on the road. Then they got to play the chiefs. And then they end the season with uh, the Broncos and then the Raiders on the road. So that's two divisional games to end their season. Like I, I could see them going nine and eight, which I mean, we don't really know with the 17 game season, if that's like a definite in or not, like what that really means. But um, yeah, I think they'll be right on the fringe and I really don't, I can't put my finger on anything to attribute this to like, it's just seems like the, the chargers every year that mm-hmm. they have all the talent in the world on their roster but they just can't put it together and you know i i and i'm sure many other people thought it was different now because new coach new great quarterback great young quarterback and maybe it's not (laughs) not not different and the chargers are just eternally cursed no matter who their head coach is and how great their quarterback is yeah 
I um I'm on the same page that this is those first two teams. I felt like we I figured we were all going to agree on them not being worried. But this is where I start to get a little worried on this list. I I, I don't know if I've been like writing off the Raiders and Broncos. The Broncos the Broncos love like beating good teams by a lot of points. <laughs> like they did it to Dallas. Oh sorry. There we go. They did it to Dallas, what, like three weeks ago or something like that? Yeah, like three or four weeks ago that was. And like and like beat them like good, like yeah. very good. And then they, they come in and do the same thing to L.A. It's, it's, it's a confusing thing. Um, I agree with Jack, too. Like I, when I was when I saw this team on the list and I was trying to think of things I was going to say, I don't there's not one thing that I can really pinpoint with it. It's just I, I don't know if it's like when you put that Chargers uniform on something just like happens to you I don't, I don't i don't know what it is but as jack also said a, a tough schedule down the stretch and especially with those division games at the end of the year which at this point based on records seems seems like that could be a deciding factor in how these teams shake out uh in terms of rankings um but as you said they're what the seven seed as of now if the season ended right now i don't i don't foresee them ripping off like a bunch of wins in a row so i think it's going to be kind of a dogfight to the end here so i I could really see it going either way, but if I'm them, I'd, I'd definitely have a little bit of a sense of urgency here. Sorry, I was just verifying some stats there, but I'm actually going to disagree with you guys. I think the Chargers, it's not time yet to press the panic button. The main reason why is just because I trust Justin Herbert more than some of these other quarterbacks are on the fringe of the playoffs spots here. That's fair. Uh, I trust yeah. him more than Carson Wentz, Teddy Bridgewater, and Derek Carr. I love Derek Carr. I think he's very underrated, but I guess I just, I'm going to just put my faith in Justin Herbert to get them to the playoffs. Now, once they get there, I do have my reservations of how far they will go. The stat I was verifying is uh, the, the the I already I already knew this. I just wanted to confirm it. They are last in the NFL in rush defense. They left 145.3 yards per game, which is the worst by 10 yards. So they're last by a good margin. So once the weather gets cold and the and the teams are going to be able, they play better teams. They're going to be able to run the ball effectively against them. They are definitely going to struggle. That is the weak point of their team by far. I think it's the most glaringly obvious weakness of the team. Um, and, I mean, if you guys were looking for a reason why they are kind of struggling a little bit, I mean, you look at the Broncos last week. They rushed for 147 yards. They rushed for two touchdowns. Javante Williams catches a lot of balls out of the backfield the week before. They played the Steelers, Najee Harris. I know he didn't have a lot of yards, but the Steelers were very productive overall on the offensive side of the ball. And the week prior, they played uh, the Vikings. Dalvin Cook had a pretty nice game, 94 yards rushing and a touchdown as well. So rush defense, big problem for them. However, I think they're going to make the playoffs. So call that what you will. I don't, I mean, panic button on their Super Bowl chances. Yes. On their playoff chances. I don't think so yet. All right. We're going to move on to our second to last team here. We have the Tennessee Titans, who just a couple weeks ago looked like the clear and obvious best team in football. They were absolutely rolling, had five straight wins against playoff teams of the previous year. Then all of a sudden, two weeks ago, they lose embarrassingly at home to the Texans by nine. And then last week, they get absolutely dominated by the Patriots. So... I mean, what do you guys think here is with that well up with Tennessee? Now they're eight and four. They still have a two game lead over Indianapolis for the AFC South, but do no, they don't play again. I they thought don't. I wasn't sure if they do, no, but they and what's the did they split? Yeah, I think so. The Titans won that one game. I think it was Titans in Indianapolis. Swept. A Titans, oh, Titans swept. swept. Oh, okay, okay, that helps yeah. a lot. Yeah, because I do recall the one game where Carson Wentz just just coughed up the ball uh he does that sometimes out of his butt and yeah. the titans won that game yeah. um i'll start i think the titans are gonna be fine uh because what mitchell said the two game lead the titans are eight and four Colts are six and six um let me backtrack their titans are fine to make the playoffs um even how hurt they are right now they they're two stars well three count julio who i honestly just forgot about but um all three of Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and uh, Julio are currently hurt. Uh, 
all on IR actually. So um, I think even without them three, they can win two games because they have the Jags and Houston. So I think they're set for 10 and seven. And then there are other three games. They have the Steelers, Niners, and Dolphins, which I think those are going to be tough games. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't see them winning any of those three games, especially with the Dolphins are playing as of late uh, with their with their with their guys injured. Um, and then for the Colts, they Colts have uh, are five hundred. They're six and six, and they got Houston, then the Patriots, then the Cardinals, and the Raiders, and the Jags. Okay. So two wins in Houston and Jags, and then three games are going to be really tough. Um, that's why I think they're fine. I don't see them having, I don't know, going too far in the postseason because um, who knows if Derrick Henry is even going to come back in the playoffs um, and how uh, he's, he's superhuman. He'll be fine if he's, if he's on the field, but um, yeah, that's, I guess my thoughts on them. Yeah, so for me with Tennessee, I mean, I, I agree with what you said. They got the Jags and they got the Texans. So they're not going to lose to the Texans twice. And they they absolutely own the Jags, even with, even if they have no healthy players, they're going to beat the Jags. So 10 wins is a lock. And between the Steelers, 49ers, and Dolphins, they are tough games. I'm going to give them one win, though, at, at the minimum. I think they, they'll, they'll find a way to win one of those games. So that will put them at 11 and 6. And that means the Colts would have to win out. Um, and even so, they wouldn't because Tennessee has the the two the two and zero head to head against the Colts. The Titans were in the division, so I think it's all but certain that they're going to win the South. Um, but hey, I mean, Derrick Henry is the wild card here. If he can come back and just if and be who he is, you cannot count them out. So, I mean, you know, they're going to be Jack. Why? Why did you send me that right I now? Just, I, I don't know. I just I just found it and I, that I thought so it was funny. That is so distracting. <laughs> Trev, I'll give you You got it too. Oh, you got it too. You shouldn't yeah. have said you should have said it just me, and then we would have given Shreff some type of reward if he guessed it, which would be impossible. Oh that... not leave the listeners. <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't, Wait, I no, did you click that. on it? Is did you click on it? <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I'm scared now. No, 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 no. if I can see, yeah, you'll get it now. Here it's I can oh, I, I only saw the picture, but yeah, I, I can describe it to the I can describe it to the listeners. It's a picture of um of of cat from Victorious sitting on <laughs> sitting on Andre. And the caption is Ariana Grande, what's up, mama? Come to Coney Island and take a spin on a cyclone. I miss you. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. So that's let's, uh, yeah. let's leave it at that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've had a Mayo tangent and a, and a Victorious tangent in one episode. This is good. Um neither am I. Yeah, I'll I'll wrap up the Titans thoughts here. I I agree. I'm not worried about them in terms of making the playoffs, but they have had a very quick fall from grace. And obviously a lot of his injury related, but um, another note to touch on, I mean, if we're talking about like disappointing quarterback seasons, like the people that come to mind, like, I mean, Mahomes, I guess has been a little underwhelming for his status. Um, Baker has been, I think a lot less than what people were hoping for, but Ryan Tannehill has been like bad these last yeah. few weeks, like really bad. And he's always been a guy, especially when Henry was there, where he was like, obviously he wasn't throwing the ball a ton, but he was a very reliable guy when it came to just making the yeah. correct throws. I was thinking the word getting, consistent. Consistent, getting people yeah. the ball when needed. And that that just hasn't been a thing. And like I said, I understand injuries and stuff like play a factor in that. But I mean, like you, you got to play better in general if you're going to win games. Um, and a side note, uh, I, I made this bet last week. The Chiefs were plus 900 to have uh, to be the one seed in the AFC. So I, so I quick threw like three bucks down on that. What were the odds? I missed that. It was plus 900 for the Chiefs to be the one seed in the AFC. It's a good investment. I think the Chiefs could definitely hit their stride. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So we'll see about the Titans. I'm a little bit more optimistic than it sounds like for these guys, but. Last team we're going to talk about here for, uh, I don't know what this segment is called. Are we concerned? Time to hit the panic button, whatever you want to call it, are, are the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> two, last three games, 0-2-1, oh, uh, tied the Lions, lost a heartbreaker to the Chargers, and then got absolutely smacked by the Bengals, 41-10. to I mean, I don't know what, Jack, your experience was watching this game, but this was probably one of the worst football games I've ever watched in my entire life. We didn't have a chance right from the start. At, at no point in this game was I confident at all that we were going to pull it out. 
and it just got worse and worse as the game went on. I mean, I just feel like every single thing that could have went wrong did, injuries aside. I mean, in terms of the actual game, like we just like it, it was demoralizing. So, what are we thinking here? We sit at five, five, and one. We got games against the Ravens, Vikings, Titans, Chiefs, Browns, and Ravens. That is a brutal stretch down the stretch here. What are we thinking? I'll go. I'll go first in this one because I'll I'll leave it up to you guys at the end here to to give your thoughts because you guys are obviously going to be a bit more knowledgeable on it. Um, like you said, that that schedule coming in, it does not uh, bode well for them in terms of how they've looked. That that Chargers game, I don't look as poorly on just because the, it was such a back and forth game. Like could have been won by either team. Like the the story of that game is much could be much different if like one or two plays goes differently. Um, last week, I mean, we based on our lock of the weeks, we were all on the same page. I, I, I thought, I thought Steelers plus, what was it? Four and a half felt like, felt like free money at that point. Um, Bengals just came in and, and rocked them on, in, in all aspects of the game, offense and defense. Um, I, the Steelers, I just, I'm really not sure. I, I don't, I'd be, I'd definitely be worried if I'm them. I mean, like, like you said, the schedule doesn't, is not in their favor. Um, Big Ben has gone through many uh, very, up and down games um, this season, and it, it's at its lowest right now. Um, I've, I've said it a million times on this podcast already, but it all starts with the quarterback. And if, if he if he's going to come out and look the way he did, I I just don't have faith in that team winning winning some of these games down the stretch. But I'll, I'll hear what you guys think. I'll go first. Um, I think we're probably going to finish at eight eight and one at the end of the year. Uh, I don't know which particular game we're going to win. I don't have much confidence when we play the Vikings just because it's a road Thursday night game. I think that feels like a a trap game. Uh, And I think maybe we'll split with the Ravens, probably maybe beat the Titans at home and maybe eke out a win against the Browns. But, you know, it's just hard to see where these wins come from with the rest of the season, to be honest. Uh, Ben has six interceptions on the season. Four of them have come in the two Bengals games. So they just seem to own him this year. And it's just tough. The defense does not look like it has an identity right now. Uh, we got TJ Watt and, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick back. Joe Hayden still did not return to the lineup yet, but you know, TJ Watt wasn't really that effective. Uh, he was getting double teamed. You have to wonder how much of this Hip injury was still a factor in this one, but hopefully he gets healthier as the weeks go on and doesn't regress. And that's all we can hope for. But I don't, I, I'm not going to get too uh, optimistic or I'm not going to raise my expectations for us this season. I just want to play the best we possibly can. And if that means squeaking in the wild card, that's probably the best case scenario at this point. So Jack, what do you think? I agree. I think eight, eight and one is what, where the Steelers are headed. Um, Injuries have just taken too much of a toll. Uh, I think, well, first off, I can start with Ben. I guess Stretch said it. Um, Mitchell mentioned it as well. I mean, Ben's just not good. (laughs) And it's sad to admit, but it's true. Um, I mean, that's obviously the most important part of the team. And he's out his most reliable target in Juju for the whole season. That's hurt a lot. Um, What else? O-line, the offensive line was a huge question mark going into the season, and they start out pretty bad, and they start to shape up a little bit, but then we suffered injuries on the line. Uh, defensively, uh, also been pretty hurt. I mean, we lacked cornerback depth going into the season, uh, and Joe Hayden out the past two weeks, we've suffered so greatly with, I mean, facing two great receiving cores in the Chargers and the Bengals. Didn't do us any favors either. Um yeah, as Mitchell said, Mink is back. Uh, Devin Bush is just bad. If you're not, if you're not a, a part of, that's been crazy to me to see. If you're not a part of Steelers Twitter or you don't watch Steelers game closely, maybe you wouldn't know. Because even if you watch Steelers games, you may you just may just forget because you just never, never even notice him. Um, I mean, partially. A lot. Some people think it's lack of effort, which it could be that, but it could also be him coming back. He's not the same player he was after his ACL tear last year. I think it's a combination of both. Um, and then lastly, TJ. He TJ Watt in games 
that TJ Watt has gotten injured, uh, has played injured, or is hasn't played entirely. The Steelers are 0-4-1 in games where he's fully healthy. The Steelers are 5-1. and um, I think that's a pretty notable stat as well. I mean, just think about that. CJ Watt's been played, played in, I believe. Well, no, he's played in seven full games and has gotten hurt in or has been out for the others. Um, seven full games where you can make it like eight if you combine the other partial games and he has 12 and a half sacks, which that's incredible. That's less than half a season. He had, that's already Pro Bowl worthy stats. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know if Mitchell mentioned it, but he's on COVID list now. So Steelers could be out with him, could be out him against the Ravens, which that's not looking good. Um, yeah, I guess that's all I got. Yeah, I'm just hoping he can return by the uh, Vikings game. I know it's a short turnaround because we play Thursday night in week 14. So hopefully he doesn't miss two contests and it's only only one. Um, so. All right. It is time to move to lock of the week. As we said at the top of the show, we did absolutely awful. We apologize collectively here for your, uh, for your losses, but hopefully we can rebound. Like I said, allow me to recap how we did last week and give you a little bit of a, sh- a snapshot of how we're doing on the overall standings through 12 weeks. I picked we all picked three games because we picked all the same so we we did a spontaneous lock of the week maybe that contributed to how poorly we did but bucks minus three was my first selection and that uh worked out they uh it was a pretty close game against indianapolis for the most part but they ended up i think it was by seven they won uh so they covered the three points there however as we all did we took a loss for the steelers plus four and a half that was a big one and I also went with the Titans plus six and a half, and they also got blown out. So I was way off on both of those. So I went one and two last week. However, Jack did worse than me. He went oh for oh and three. He took the Steelers uh, loss as well. Uh, Chargers minus two and a half, and we mentioned how they uh, lost pretty handily to Denver. He also went with Vikings plus three, and they lost by eight to the San Francisco 49ers. So Jack drops three points there in week 12. Shreff also went one and two, similar to me. Steelers, he got wrong, of course. Eagles, he went with, and they lost by six. And he also went with the Bills on Thanksgiving to cover the six, and they, they did that pretty easily. So if you've been paying attention and doing the math, the standings as we sit now, uh, Mitchell, myself, I sit in first place at 10 and 11. Shreff sits in second at 9, 11, and 1. And Jack sits in third at eight, twelve, and one. Oh boy, pretty so, huge hit. That chip's calling your name. The chip is calling Jack's name. You were right. I don't, I don't know who went first. So I went, I went first two weeks ago. So one of you two went first last week. I'll go first. There we go. I don't care. It's okay. So clearly, we did terrible last week. I think it's time to throw stats out the window. Uh Go back to uh, what you feel in here in the gut. (laughs) And this is a gut play. So I'm going to go with a team that's playing fantastic football and it's going against a team that is playing really bad football. And I'm going to go with the 49ers to cover the three and a half. That is my first selection. Uh, Not much to say other than I'm, I'm, I'm just feeling this one. I got a feeling. And I know the 49ers are without Debo Samuel for this week, but I think that Elijah Mitchell is going to have a big game. I think they're going to win by at least a touchdown against Seattle, and they're going to officially, if it's not already, put the nail in Seattle's coffin of their season. So 49ers minus three and a half. I'm locking it in. That's my first pick. I'll go next. Um, for all the reasons I said earlier in talking about the Cowboys, I'm taking the Cowboys. Cowboys minus Dad. five. <laughs> Guys, I was fighting against the Saints. They're going to lay it on the Saints. I think they, even though they're on the road, I think they're going to get them by, by a touchdown at least. Uh-oh. Treff seems may have to pivot here. I don't know. Yeah. Taysom Hill doesn't scare you at all, Jack. I think he's going to be starting in this one. He will, which I feel like the public just willed that to existence of Taysom Hill starting. 
just because everyone's like, why is Taysom Hill not starting? <laughs> but um, I still just the I don't know Kamara Kamara's status is up in the air too, uh, so he could be limited if he does play. I just don't see I just don't see how the Saints could win or cover at that. Huh. that that's four and a half, correct? I just want to make sure. Oh, I see it at five. I'll take four and a half though. Yeah, it's uh, four and a half on DraftKings, which is the sports book we will be using. So I got the four hours at three and a half. And Shref, are you going to pivot or are you going to give us another selection for your first lock of the week? Um, yeah, I'm going to pivot. Um, Kyler's playing, right? In all likelihood, I would assume so. Cardinal seven and a half. Give it to me against the Bears. Um, that line's going in the opposite direction. I mean, it's I think it started off at nine, and I think it's yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why they would put. I mean, the Bears. I mean, yeah. I guess they. I guess they beat Detroit, but like that. That was one of the worst like football games that I've I've watched. Like just combined, of both teams playing uh, the game. Um, uh, this is more, you know, Kyler. If assuming Kyler plays, I did, the Cardinals are just so much better than the Bears are. So seven and a half points doesn't feel like a huge spread. Like I'm looking at some of these other games where it's like a real a good team playing a bad team, and that is clearly the outlier in terms of the amount of points that they're being given. So um, give me the Cardinal seven and a half. Let's roll with Kyler for the week. I like that. It'll be his first game in uh, quite a few weeks here. So and my my fantasy teams have been awaiting his return uh, to say the least. We'll be rooting together then, Mitchell. There we go. All right. My second lock of the week. When we're struggling here, we, we return to the basics. We return to the basics and we return to the fundamentals of what Do we it. know. And I said we're throwing out stats for this week. I said this is all a gut, gut feeling type of week. However, as we all know, there is one stat and one stat only that matters. There, it, there's only one and there only ever has been one. It's the golden rule. When you don't know what to do, you do this. Are you kidding me? 41, <laughs> 18, and 1 against the spread. He has covered. I don't even have to say his name. Everyone knows who I'm talking about. He has covered in three of the past four weeks. I know he had a couple down weeks, and I was riding with him those weeks, and I'm going to ride with him now. We're back on the Teddy train. Broncos minus nine. Sorry, not minus. Oh, plus whoa. nine and a half. Whoa. Maybe it will be minus. <laughs> Who knows? Know. <laughs> alt it. Alt it. Do it. <laughs> plus nine and a half. <laughs> that is too many points. Teddy Bridgewater, Denver Broncos, keeping it close against the Kansas City Chiefs Sunday Night Football. Lock it in. And we're feeling good about that one. This is a Teddy week. And I think he knows that I picked him. Uh, he's going to get word of this and he's going to be, have a little bit of extra motivation and he's going to bring that, uh, against the spread record career to 42, 18 and one. You just watch. So Broncos plus nine and a half lock it in. Okay. Uh, for my last one, (laughs) I God, I hope the chiefs cover, uh, last for my last (laughs) one. I, I, uh, I, Carl's always considering Shref. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. Starting between two. I bet one of them's mine because you keep taking my picks. I'll let you go first then. No. All right, fine. I'll no, go first. you, you got to go first. Why? It's the way we, it's the way we do. But if he takes, I don't want to no, steal his again. I got this. I got this. I got this. All right. All right. All right. I'm going to roll with a team that I don't necessarily like, but they've been playing good football as of late. And this is one of those games where the spread I'm more just taking them as I think they'll win this football game. I'm going to take – this might be a bold one. I'm going to take the football team plus two and a half against the Raiders. That is a bold one. It's a bold one. I'm going to, I'm going to ride the hot hand of, uh, of Taylor Heineke, which is, which is words that, that I never thought would leave my mouth. But here we are. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, this is at a point in, in, this, in this lock of the week uh, year that we've had. I, I'm under 500, and I think I've been overthinking things. So I'm at a point now where I'm just I'm just going to throw some darts at the board and see and, and see what hits. And Washington's been playing good football lately. And plus two and a half, yeah, give it to me. I agree. I think they'll win. So I I like that one as well. I didn't really think go. of it, um, but 
Because if it was three, I'd like it more, just because you'd have a little bit of a cushion. But I agree. But uh, yeah, go go for it. If you think they'll win, then I'm going just for it. Two points. And I, I also like I also like for these going one one underdog and one and one uh, one team to cover. I, I, it feels it feels better that way instead of taking two favorites. Fair enough, Jack. What is your second lock of the week? Well, neither of those. The Washington was not mine, Treff. So, okay. Uh, I was hoping you would take two, one of the two I was deliberating on, just so I could let fate decide who my last one is. But <laughs> fate unfortunately can't decide, and Jack has to decide. And I am going with uh, the Buccaneers. Bucks Ooh. minus eleven against the one. Falcons. Just really good team versus really bad team. I think they'll. I mean, they met earlier this year, and it was, I think. Uh, it was 40-25, and it's, that score is closer than the game actually was. Just, the Bucks are just a lot better. Um, so, yeah. Bucks are you worried about getting Cordell Patterson? No. Okay. You should be. He, quarter, he Cordell Patterson's on everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he'll have a good game, but I just think the Bucks are going to put up a lot more careful points. what you say jack he, we're gonna, he, bucks are gonna put up a lot more points in quarter patterson will he strikes when you're least expecting him to i'm just telling he's you he's gonna strike like he could have two touchdowns but i think the bucks are gonna have like five touchdowns he might have five touchdowns you don't know i'll tell you what if quarter patterson has five touchdowns i'll do something okay so now- <laughs> all right so hold on now that we've come to the end of the show we need to decide what jack's going to do if the rams lose and if Cordell patterson has five touchdowns no we'll, we'll make it like three Three touchdowns. Because that's – five touchdowns won't happen. Three touchdowns, okay. Three touchdowns are Quarterell and the Jags outright win. That happens. I'll do something. You, you have to do the next episode outside in shorts and a T-shirt. Okay. <laughs> cool. All right. <laughs> Easy. There we go. Uh, all right. So there you have it, folks. Let me just recap what we did for Lock of the Week if you, if you uh, couldn't keep it all straight. I went with 49ers minus three and a half and Broncos plus nine and a half. Go Teddy. Uh, Jack went with Cowboys minus four and a half and Bucks minus 11. Shreff went with Cardinals minus seven and a half and football team plus two and a half. And if either, if the Jags win or Cordell has three touchdowns, Jack has to do the next episode outside in shorts and a t-shirt. You said, uh, or I thought it's, and I thought we're parlaying them. Oh no, 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 no. Or, or, or. Uh, is that okay? Is that agreeable terms? Uh, <laughs> scare money don't make. Me all right, whatever. Money. I'll do it. I don't care. <laughs> now, what happens if they both happen? I don't know. Um, all right, just, now we're we're, we're taking just take either one. one. Either one. My brain's starting to hurt. This is too much thinking. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening, folks. Uh, good luck this week. Uh, we hope we do better lock of the week this week. And um, yeah, thank you for listening. Be sure to follow the show on Instagram at Hogline Podcast. Follow us on TikTok at Hogline Podcast and share the show with your friends, your family, your dental hygienists. And we will see you next week with another episode. Peace, love, prosperity, happiness, and joy. Yeah.